Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Forums. I'm delighted to welcome Evan, Danielle, and Joe. How the hell are you? All good. And this so beautiful, good. beautiful summer's evening. Isn't that nice yeah, to I'm say? Yeah, I'm fucking sweating. And Richie, first day of order of business. Congratulations, man, on Metal Cell Oh, yeah. thank you, man. Yeah. It's right here. Wow. Nice. And thank you, lads. Jesus, it's a team effort. Simple nah, as that. It's no, mainly it's you. Really. Like, we, literally, <laughs> we literally just turned off an act. Like, I drink cans. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just start... You're the Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're our David Koresh. <laughs> is that fucking good or bad? Yeah. Who the fuck is David Koresh? <laughs> is that good or bad? Look, you got a following, didn't you? Yeah. Hello. Oh, okay. Yep. A cult leader. Fucking yeah. great. <laughs> Speaking of cults, that fucking celebrity Love Island is on. Is that is it Love Island or celebrity Love Island? Love Island. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> no, Jesus no. Christ, they're all the watching most it down I know below. About is fucking memes i've seen hundreds of memes about it like but love island we should have um <laughs> we should have a love island update in our form so yeah 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 form. can we do a metal week of love, love island. island oh yeah. jesus <laughs> we pair up all these metlers from yeah, all over the world yeah rte and be all over that Ackle shit island like... or shirkin there you go. Yeah, the fucking day. There, there is like um, a heavy metal like Tinder thing. I see the yeah. date thing no. that the ads come up. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it I used see to come ads. up for me when I was single. I don't know how it knows that I'm not single anymore, but I was like, used to pray I don't on know my if loneliness. it's still there. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. No I, definitely, I haven't seen them in yes. fucking ages. Like, there was actually yeah. a dating thing. Um, I was like scrolling through my feed on um, Facebook. And like, I just got to this random like profile that was like a dating profile of me and I fucking freaked and I jumped. I was like, what the fuck? But I realized it was like an ad on Facebook that now Facebook have a dating thing and it was showing me what my profile would look like. And I was sitting here like sweating, being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Someone's after yeah, doing the mushrooms up. again. Fuck yeah, that. not again. It was, I probably was on him. Like, who knows? <laughs> The way all of his strength there. Yeah, like, and I'm just yeah. here like, hi guys. He probably <laughs> was. Evan having relations with another Evan. Evan cyst. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! You can't love yourself, like. Yeah. <laughs> Self love. Self, yeah, stuff. absolutely. First of all, we were supposed to be going up to the metal to the masses final we've only found out yesterday that it's it's off there's no official announcement but but by the time this episode is out there will, will be, be mm. known that it's gone it's a shame because that, that was definitely one that we were looking out, looking forward to man the lineup was second to none really oh stop yeah absolutely like I, we my... will be in voodoo ev on the yeah, saturday we fucking will i'm gonna bring me wooden spoon as well bring it? <laughs> fuck yeah i'm bringing my spoon what's the spoon for all oh, right okay Hint you got awarded the wo- wooden spoon man Hain sent me a wooden spoon i'll be slapping all bulgies <laughs> lovely <laughs> do you know what that was the win and James yeah, yeah, James. Yeah. yeah, we gave hand. You gave hand the shout out, I think. Yeah, just because there was like, anyone that has a wooden spoon as merch is the fucking yeah. coolest thing ever. And then the lads in hand um, found me on Instagram and messaged me and were like, "What's your address?" <laughs> it was like that's so cool, <laughs> unreal. Like, and you got freebies from Molar Bear as well. Yeah, I got Molar Bear stuff as well. It's actually my favorite T-shirt now. 
It's nice. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Andy and the lads. Absolutely savage band too. Yeah. Mm. Really, really good band. And Danielle's wearing her Elder Druid. Yep. Represent. What did Joe, you, think you look gorgeous. Of, like, what did you think of Kelvin's artwork for the new album, lads? Fuck me, oh, it was outstanding, wasn't it? Uh, I bought the print. I had to. I bought the print off him. Oh, he knocked it out of the park. It, it was like, framed and put up in the studio. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he always does. Like, it's a fucking. Yeah. I think he, he, he did this T-shirt as well. Actually, that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it yeah. was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that yes. with, with the archer? Is that arrows? Uh, is it? Yeah, with the archer and the heart, yeah. but everything. Have it, yeah, yeah. Fast. Of course, I fucking have it. Heart. Yeah, but I, it's unreal and like it's not. He changes it up as well. It's not like his usual style, which is. It's not actually. Savage. Yes, you're spot on. You're spot on. Fair play, Tim. And I got my suits there, uh, merch from India, which was stressing Ooh. me out. That's the coffin box yeah. and everything, isn't it? I didn't go for the coffin box. I went for the long sleeve and the CD. But it was just weird that the band didn't have control over the merch. It was the record label. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of them way, would do like, that, right? You know, as you know, Joe, with record labels, they're ultimately the ones in control. But, <laughs> you know, because you're so used to dealing with bands that, don't, that aren't on a label, you think that they'd be controlling the merch. And suddenly I went, yeah. you're not. You don't know where it is. And... Yeah, it was a bit weird, but mm. I contacted them and yeah, they sent it on. So I was delighted with that. You got it anyway. It's the main fucking thing. Mm. And Joel, it was not a month or two months go by when there's a hint of a Gamma Bomb t-shirt coming out again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We've like kind of done t-shirts to death. It's like, you know, do you remember? Is remember, Philly doing them is? Ah, yeah. Well, like, you know what it is? Sometimes there's things like the Fraser one and stuff where it's a lap. I yeah, haven't yeah, got yeah. that. Is that for sale? Yeah. yeah. And then like literally like 40 people were like, oh, we want them. Like, so like we sold like 50 of them, like, which is. <laughs> what? Bizarre. The Fraser one is out. <laughs> it's so I wanted no, that like, one. Bizarre. But yeah, no, Joe, like it's. The, the I wanted that T-shirt. He's not. He's ignoring me. Like, can you believe he's ignoring me? Like? I don't. I'm exactly the same. But I don't have any. I've all the Gambom T-shirts I have are from like 2002. <laughs> you take them. Fresh stocks of merch. Your psychosis T-shirts killer though, man. I must get one of them. I'd swap it out for the Manhattan Fraser one or Seattle one. Yeah, but then I'd have to straight go on the off internet the back. Order it like fucking every other Johnny player. <laughs> Peasant. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Uh, Richie, Jesus Richie Christ. actually has a, a special internet that only he can use. Like <laughs> that's the shit thing. See, whenever like the, you don't even they don't even send you one. Like so, it's like the last ten t-shirts I don't even have a copy of. Like so, you're like, oh, I have to buy one, right? I'm not going. <laughs> Do you not get sent like a test print or anything? No, just no. hope for the best. No, they're just like fuck that. They're Evan, like, that would freak you out if you're not in control of worn out merch. That like would fucking, freak you, you out. You end up kicking a the bit, yeah. I just... anyway, <laughs> like, you know, like when we were on Eric, we were like literally just fucking give everyone you know five t-shirts, like you know, and then <laughs> they were all like, "What happened to all the merch? Like you lost like three and a half grand in merch?" And we we're like, "Oh, we just give all <laughs> them away to people in the pubs or." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irresponsibly with merch. <laughs> there definitely is a time, I think, like when, <clears throat> you know, when your mates come up, they're like, oh, I'll buy something. And there's like this instinctive thing to go, oh, no, you're fine, you're fine. But just breaking out with the habit of like, kind of being like, this is like, this costs you so much. If you need, if you want to do the next thing and get to the next venue, it's okay to charge your mates. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I fucking. I buy mate stuff all the time, but it's that like natural thing that comes to your head. I don't know if it's an Irish thing of just being like, 
oh no 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 I couldn't oh no I, I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> is there a certain fan out there that is trying to fucking get the freebies the whole time no more Me. than the, we all no. know the guy we all know the guy our girl that will avoid paying for the drink in the pub if there's rounds yeah. we all know him I yeah. can fucking name them, fucking take freebies all day long or actually insist on a freebie. I'll get you the money. I'll give you the money. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Really? Okay. Got lads that are like, um, you know, mates that are like uh, not having the cash on them there when they're at the merch table and you're like, oh yeah, cool, cool. Just give it back to me. And then that's that's gone. Oh, <laughs> that's shit. gone. That's poor form. That offends, yeah, if that offends anyone, it's probably because I'm talking about you. Like, <laughs> 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 if anyone's like, fuck shake, it's like, well, it says a lot if you're offended by that. Like, do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it totally does happen. Tanya? Yeah. yeah, I'd say there's definitely people out there, all right. Um, it's poor form. Like, Mm. So you're, trying, you're trying to get it, you're trying to get these bands to the next stage as you said there Evan and you're stopping them from doing that by being a fucking petrol prick. money is, it's not like yeah. you're funding the entire next recording but it's just like if you're doing a few gigs it's just it's petrol money or for us um, a lot of the time it can actually just be down to paying the driver because like splitter vans and stuff aren't cheap so it's little things like that because either way it's going to come out of our pocket so if you're not if you get if you like if a band want to gift someone a t-shirt for doing something that's the band's that's, decision that's and yeah that's, and that's you know, understandable that's fucking like, do whatever you want with that mm. but it, it it's when um fucking I'll get you back there I'll fucking I need a t-shirt whatever yeah. and then you know there's not even an inkling of them trying to get in contact with you Keep in mind now, there has been guys that like might not have the money on the day. We'd only ever do this in in Cork. And like the very next day or something, we're getting messages being like, I have this, where would I give it to you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's cool. You know, if you're a mate, as long as I know I'll get, we'll get Ah, money. But I mean, that's fucking fine. You you do offer to pay for it and stuff like that. Oh, 100%. Fuck it. My reputation in relation to buying merch a second to none. But again, I will get gifted stuff yeah. by bands yeah. insisting on giving it to yeah. me. They and insist and, I, and yeah. I will go, yeah. well, fair enough, then I'll wear it and then I'll promote you on the show. Yeah. And that's, that's, but you, you that's are the exactly the same color as Joey Baldona, man. Like you have got the sun <laughs> in a very, very major way. Like either that or you're under a red light or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's really... fucking liver failure, yeah. like jaundice. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, man. Fucking yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. on its way. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. No worries, but I I'm always looking to see out this podcast. Yeah. And then Especially with the white t-shirt, like really brings yeah. out the jaundice in your eyes. <laughs> All right, bros. But I was reading the thing about um, when Metallica played in like Barcelona in 1987. After the gig, uh-huh. the whole audience just rushed the merch stand, like, and like the merch guy got trampled and the stole like. <laughs> They just fucking <laughs> robbed everyone. Yeah, like, Go oh, away. Yeah. Brilliant. And it happened at an Anthrax oh. gig in Liverpool as well. We're just one sure week there's fucking... versus like all these dudes. Just... <laughs> okay. That's the problem. There's power in numbers. Like, so <laughs> I don't, but like it's not his fault. Yeah, like, <laughs> what exactly. he's supposed to do. Like Unless you have like fucking the biggest fiend in the world. Like, you know? Mm. I don't think, I think that could happen. Like They're out there. Okay. So look, let's move on. We've got songs to review 
And the first one up is Hapless Wretch. Yes, Hapless Wretch. So they're on Cursed Monk Records. Shout out to Raj. Legend. He sent it on to me, yeah. And we don't know too much about him. Cursed Monk Records are proud to announce that we are working with Hapless Wretch on the release of their debut EP, Volume 1. Not much is known about Hapless Wretch, other than they are one-person black and debt sludge project based in London in England. And they make wretched music for wretched people. Are we wretched enough to enjoy him? That's the question. (laughs) 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 Volume 1 releases on July the 9th on CD via Corsmont Records. And they'd like if we spread the word on them. Um, So we'll give them a listen and uh, see what you think. So that track was Natrium Mur. And we will go to Joe first on this one. Bass sounded good. So it did. Singing kind of, it sounds like, I don't know, do you ever, ever listen to harsh noise? Like, you know, the sort of sounds like yeah. insane kind of static. Like, the, I thought the vocals were a lot more kind of like that, you know? Mm. Uh, but like, not really my cup of tea. And like, and, like I, I really don't like that kind of drum production as well. Like you know, it always sort of feels like the kick drums are like over, taking over half the mix and stuff. But it yeah. probably sounds like the uh, kind of thing that people who are into, you know, ambient black metal or whatever might be into. So, hmm. but I'm not one of them. Okay, because they remind me a bit of another band that we done last month as well. That kind of same vibe. Was it? Who were they? New, new mud. Was it? New or something mud. Like that? <laughs> new yeah. Mud, yeah, new mud. Yeah, yeah. It like I. Th- I think it definitely relate. It is in that same kind of like dirty, almost industrial thing. Yeah. Um, I think um, 
Is this a new trend, for example? I, I don't even know. I think it's actually just that, like, more bad, like, when you're, maybe it's, like, with the pandemic, it's easier stuff to do. But, like, I think what Joe was saying, like, the bass, bass tone is fucking sick, dirty as hell. Um, I think the fucking vocals are sh- gack, to be honest. Like, that would, they wouldn't be, wouldn't be my, my thing at all. I think there's a good lot of groove in it. Um, but... Like I'd say, if, do you know what? If I saw that live, I'd be like, okay, like you're kind of thinking wall of sound, yeah. But it might just be, I don't know. Like even <clears throat> I said the last time with New Mud, that I loved that, but it's very rare that I like um, stuff of that kind of genre. It's like it's almost like industrial grind. I think, yeah, that that kind of vibe. But it was. It was all right. Like, you know, I feel like I want to be more, um, what's the word? Like straightforward with my criticism, but it's like, I know that there is people that absolutely fucking love that. Again, the same as Joe, that it's just, it's not for me. It's not, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's shit. Um, but it just wouldn't be something. No, there's a market for it. Which market I'm like, there, yeah. This is the thing where I, I can't just be like, oh, this is actually bad music. I don't fucking own, the, I don't decide what bad music is or isn't, but it just, it doesn't do anything for me. I, and honestly, I think it's the vocals that take away a lot of a lot of that. I think the bass tone is sick and there's a lot of groove, but the, mm. the vocals on it just Yeah, like take there's it four away. songs on the EP and it, like it comes in at like 10 minutes um, and out of all of them, that was the one that was the most, the most pleasing to my ear. Put it that yeah. Um, but anyway, Danielle? Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, I do think the drums are a bit overpowering, all right, in the mix. Um, but mm-hmm. I suppose in terms of if, if there's a scene for this type of music at the moment, this, this guy is based in London, isn't he? And, and our new mode Irish. So I'm yeah, not sure. Belfast, yeah, from Belfast. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if there's a scene for maybe 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 it could be something when things open up again because it would be interesting to see how this translates live. That's um, yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing. Um, well, it's the one metal project, so it could be just a studio. Yeah, that's it. I'm wondering has uh, has he got ideas to, to put a band together to do it live, or is it just hmm. studio? Um, so it'd be interesting, but. They're, I, look, I they're, on a, they're on a great record label anyway, Curse Monk, so... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Curse Monk are unreal. A lot of the stuff that they... Like, they've kind of swung me to stuff that I wouldn't usually have listened there to. There you go. There yeah. you go. That, you summed I will, it up. I, that's, I will always support Curse Monk because I yeah. think, like, I'm not... Like, a lot of the stuff I, I wouldn't listen to, but when Curse Monk puts something out, I will, I'll even give the fucking time to listen to it and I get, like often pleasantly surprised by a lot of the stuff mm. but this isn't like this didn't fucking this didn't do it for me at all like and that's fair enough um but yeah it's good that rog is taking a chance at these bands and pushing pushing out the boundaries and seems like one of the Definitely. soundest label owners like Definitely. they continue doing it yeah absolutely okay i missed one of those hats as well uh, no are they sold out yeah they're sold okay. out i got paid like a couple of days after they were sold out mm. so I will buy one if you're watching, Raj. Okay, so the next band up are Six Too Late and the track is Roy, please. So 
62 later from Dublin, they're an alternative rock five piece and they're proud to see the release of three new tracks on their Insurrection EP, which was released on June the 18th. So shout out to Jason and the lads. Um, we played one of their songs before. I don't know, do you remember Gone the King? Yeah, that's mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, um, I think they kind of fall nicely in amongst the kind of grunge and metal side of things. So this is right, please, and see what you think.
Okay, so that was six to late, but Roy, please, Danielle. So it's funny, I've got like my list here of songs and what I thought about them, and I wrote down Not Sure beside this. Um, mm. I really, there's some parts I'm like, that's fucking class, really enjoyed it uh, when, when it kicks in. Um, and the vocals as well, at times I'm like, that's class, and other times I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. A bit of it's kind of typical, almost like you've heard it before. And then there's other stuff like that's that's savage. So I, th- I think I need to I think I need to hear the other two tracks as well. Um, what do uh, you think potentially wise with them? Potentially wise, um, like it's interesting you said about the grunge because I've been saying to Pete for a while. There's I think there is a market for grunge at the moment in Ireland, and there's not real. Um, there's no there's no one really doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there is a scene for that. And what about the vocalist? I think um, he's a really good vocalist. He's really, really strong. But at times I wasn't a big fan of it. At times I was like, That's, that sounds really good. Um, mm-hmm. for, kind of the chorus part was okay. kind of typical. But um, production-wise, I thought it was quite good. I don't yeah. know about the rest of it. Um, but yeah. You enjoyed it, really? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Ev? Um, the, when I listened, the first time I listened to it, the first thing that came to me, it's like, uh, guys that love Tool that also love playing Smackdown on PlayStation 2. Like, that's probably the best. Um, like, I can hear elements, especially vocally, of, um, of like, uh, Maynard kind of thing. But then a lot of the kind of riffs and stuff just reminded me, like, the menu of Smackdown on PlayStation 2. I think, um, I think they're, very, um, they're very good, like, musicians at what they do. Mm-hmm. I think um, I would like to see them kind of explore instrumentally a bit more because I can tell they're actually very good at instrument at individual instruments. Mm. It just seemed very like new metal. Yeah, well, in it like in a new metal sense, but like I know there's like a new metal kind of revival, but some people are doing it really well. Where this is like some of the riffs were very like kind of I don't want to say something like stock but I, I genuinely yeah. in a way yeah but I really do feel like there is potential in this band I think if they like just explore what they can do um, instrumentally because the vocals are there um, for a lot of stuff uh, I just think I, it, it seems like almost like an early stage of a new band to mm. me I think they have potential Definitely. it's just a case of I don't know are they under management or is it just themselves I'm not sure but I think they could be pointed in the right direction and do really well I that yeah, that's I the thing I really do think they can like it's I don't know maybe if they look at um, just expanding some part of that sound I think they could come out with something that just there, there is, is a market is there. Unreal. I think for it. Oh, there is hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like I'm not, I'm not um, bashing it at all. No, like, no, you know, no, no. I'm no, just, no. I'm just saying that I feel like it's just underneath yes. a certain mark. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, I think for that's, me. Yeah, they're nearly there. Yeah, Joe? Near, nearly there, and I'd be, I'd like to see what they can do. Like hmm. Joe. Yeah, the, um, it definitely, definitely sounded kind of. Uh, like the kind of stuff that you could imagine being quite popular. Um, to remind me of, you know, bands that you would hear on Kerrang, you know, TV and stuff. 
10 or 12 years ago but like it sort of seemed like mm-hmm. it was three very distinct parts like you know it, like I get what you were talking about Evan like his voice whenever they were doing the intro part sounded very unusual and kind of um, it had loads of personality then it kind of went into like a kind of more sort of yeah but like even sort of slightly pop punky sort of style woo bits and it sounded a bit more crap then and then whenever it went into the new metal thing it was sounded pretty stock so it's like there's definitely loads of elements of play. I don't know how well yeah. the merge, but again, I don't know. Like this could be, as you guys were saying, it could be a new band really, and they're just finding their feet or whatever. So, um, and like there's no uh, there, there's nothing to say really that this sort of stuff wouldn't go down hugely well with people who like that kind of music. But uh, so far, like if there is like a new metal revival going on, I don't think that there has there been any bands really who's out and. There, there definitely is, but it's not that sound of new metal. You're getting bands from the UK, like um, Graphic Nature, where it's and like bands like Vane, like they have like elements of that new metal thing, but it's not the open one to like diddly doom, diddly do, diddly diddly do kind of thing. You know, like it's a lot more like of the production wise and stuff. It's it's not like the spine shank disturbs kind of side of. It's the other side that was yeah sick. Look, they're a Dublin band. Be interesting to see. You know, I'm thinking of Conjuring Fate or one of those other bands that they could just jump on a tour with and do really well. They're probably at it maybe three to four years, I'd guess. And like, I want them to <laughs> kind of like you know experiment and do because it the, there's there's potential there do you know what i mean yeah like there there is and i feel like they are trying things it's just not working for me um look i think they're progressing and we'll see yeah. we'll watch with interest so was this was this from the same release no. like the same ep no, no okay cool. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay so we move on to chris rowling band i like this it's trapped inside they're from west of france so in summer 2013 the trio delivers a fast and raw rock and roll, hard rock, riffing, punk, wildness, psychobilly. I don't make this up, by the way. The band is yeah, mis- the missing link between Boo Diddley and Slayer. Now, we'll have a Boo listen. Uh, you can make up your own mind on that. So the self-release was in 2016. And their first full length was called Spitfire. And that came out in Italian label Wormhole Dead Records in 2019. I get a lot of emails from Wormhole Death Records and they've got really good bands on their stable, so I'll give them a big shout out. And Wait, they, their first one was 2016, not this one. The first full length was Spitfire and okay. that came out in 2019. <clears throat> That's okay, okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> they moved on to a Swedish record label in 2021 and released Cannonball Holocaust. Um, 14 songs full of speed and anger load and mean as hell. Now I listened to that and it's fucking excellent. It's really good. <laughs> They played in bars, clubs, festivals right across Europe. And um, big shout out to Chris on guitars and he's the lead vocalist, Bryce on bass and Tib on drums.
So that was the Chris Rowling squad. <laughs> I fucking loved it. That's all I'll say. I knew, knew I you would when I was listening to it as well. Yeah. Imagine seeing that live. Oh my fucking God. Over to you, Ev. Um, this is the fucking the tune that uh, Motorhead never wrote. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, yeah. Um, <laughs> fucks off, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely uh, like a Motorhead, a bit of, a bit of um, like fear in... Um, the vocals, I think, like I again, super accomplished uh, musicians. Uh, this three piece as well, yeah. very impressive. Um, it's it's just fucking solid trash. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it really does have that like Motorhead vibe to it as yeah. well. Oh, they um, wear it on their sleeves. I would say so. Uh, yeah, yeah hundred percent. Like this is um, unapologetic yeah. with what they're doing, and I think fucking great. Yeah, like big fan. Like it would again. Um, it might not be something that I would listen to regularly, mm. but like I'm not going to deny in any sense that it's actually just fucking class. Like, it is you class. Know, they're fucking yeah. great at what they do. Uh, sounds tight. Vocals are great. Um, and the solo as well there, man. Oh, fucking. unreal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the pure fucking licking the fretboard <laughs> shit. Like, <do> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it gets uh, two thumbs up the bum from me anyway. Mm. Yeah, Joe? Very good indeed. Um, kind of reminded me of the Death Angel comeback album. Um, what was it called again? Mm. The Art of Di- uh, Art of Dying. It was really good. So like, and definitely loads of like Kill 'Em All worship going on. Like all the solos and breaks all had that kind of hit the lights kind of feel. Yeah, very much um, so. You're spot on. And as you said as well, I've like definitely kind of you know like a later Motorhead album like Killers. It sounded yeah. something like it had that really cool Mickey D type feel and. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And kind of cool continental vocals. Like, a, that's the kind of thing we were talking about before, you know, how vocals can make or break something. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought your man had a really original kind of approach. And it's like just enough punk and just enough like rock and roll and sort of thrash all together that uh, I could see this going down amazingly if they were open for something like Volbeat. Yeah, I was just going to say. I think I was actually, man, when we when I first listened to it, I think they'd be fucking great to open for you if you're yeah. in France or something. I think they'd be they'd be a great show now. And like mm. France has got a really good kind of like healthy approach to that they're always sort of mixing punk and metal and stuff like that, you know, and sort of I don't know, they're just they're not really concerned about image in the same way that. Like that's one thing I would say probably about Irish metal is that like, like everything from you know Primordial and Crocon to like more new kind of sludgy doom bands and stuff, there is like it is quite image conscious music, you know. Whereas like the French have a wee bit more of a like fuck it, we don't care kind of attitude generally, and I think it sounds great on that, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting point. Like, why wouldn't you not like that? I mean, it's it's got everything as for a metal fan that even a neutral will just be tapping the foot along to. Her. And if you're a fan of trash and motorhead, class, like I mean. But anyway, Daniel, I love the I love the way you say like, why would you like that, Daniel? You go. Oh, Tell me shit. shit, Daniel. <laughs> I double dare you. I mean, like as a metal fan, like if you don't like it, you're just <laughs> fucking wrong, like. <laughs> Danielle has been excommunicated yeah. from the forums. Um, no, no, I actually really enjoyed it. And I actually wrote down there, Volbeat. Um, I said, Volbeat, but better. Um, wow. Yeah, because yeah, no, I, I think he's kind of got a little bit of that style to his vocals, the rockabilly mm. kind of style. Um, and I'd love to see them live. 
I think oh. they'd be savage. Yeah, there'd be a lot um, of sweaty t-shirts getting swung around. But like, but like the fact that Volbeat have done so well in the last few years alone, they've shot up so quickly. There's definitely a market for it. And I think a good place for those guys to start would be like, you know, Hellfest do a warm-up mm-hmm. tour around France. And I think they would be savage to get mm-hmm. on that. Um, Hellfest warm-up. So, I'm yeah. not, I don't know if Chris is American or not. Would it surprise me if it was? It, it sound... wouldn't. No, I would presume he is. I say he just but... seems like he's just living in France. I don't. Yeah. He didn't like. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, it's interesting. They're <laughs> they're definitely one to watch. Would you all agree? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as sure. I said, I listened to the album and it's fucking super from start to finish. It's, it's full on, and I love that. Okay. Um, next band is. Tend and it, the song is called Boss Rush and a shout out to Philip. So Philip moved from Belfast to Glasgow and he's been playing in a doom band as well called Brethren. And he said that some of the ideas didn't fit in with Brethren and that's how Tend came about. So he got really drawn into programming beats on his workstation and began to build the songs up from there. I described the sound as modern industrial metal, he said. So this evolves was released in May, covering themes like sleep paralysis and seeing our world through other eyes. The album this evolves is available on Bandcamp, and the name is Tend, and they're based in Glasgow. So I'll be very interested in to see how this will go down with you.
Okay, Danielle, over to you. Um, at the start, I thought like I'd gone back to dial-up internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, it wasn't for me. Um, I, I'm not big into that kind of. It's it's almost um, an experimental kind of a thing. Um, I kind of felt that it was just me. Could have done with a lot more bass. Um, that's just I, I I like a lot of bass. Um, but I suppose it's it's interesting to see this style. Um, I like to see what people think of it. Um, but it just wouldn't really be for me. Um, I suppose it's it's cool to explore that. Um, especially one person kind of. Um, just trying it out by themselves. But, yeah. um, I suppose I didn't do it justice either by playing the rest of it because there's a lot of interesting almost dance beats that get introduced later on in the track, which I loved. Um, Joe? I thought it was kind of interesting. And uh, like, uh, did you get, say, are these guys from London another? Or no, Glasgow, sorry. Uh, Glasgow. Um, from Gla- Glasgow. Yeah, he's, he's moved to Glasgow. Didn't yeah, he? from Belfast. Yeah, like yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting. Like there's certainly a kind of scene for that kind of stuff. Like the program drums are definitely something like it takes a little while to get used to whenever you hear it. Because I think like mm. you sort of automatically think those sort of things are going to have those sort of like kind of Conan or candle mass, really sparse, loud, boomy acoustic drums, you know, um, kind of interesting. There was There's parts of it that kind of remind me of like, like zombie movie music or you know cannibal <laughs> movie kind of music like that kind of weird calm sounds out of nowhere those kind of like boom, boom. Um, yeah yeah exactly so, yeah. Like, I thought it, I thought it was kind of interesting and it'd be one of those things that like probably sounds completely different live you know um, but it would be interested to hear what other stuff like I presume the program drums as you said actually go in a very different place sometimes and um, oh, yeah. I get what you mean like Danielle as well as like it sounded like it was all bass to me uh, but like it's very like yeah, all bass, yeah. motorheady bass there isn't mm. a lot of it wasn't mastered I don't think there was a guitar on it That's it, <laughs> it wasn't bass. mastered no no but yeah there you go what do you have I'll be straight I didn't like this at all um, one thing about the type of music I get it I don't like it it's not my thing so fucking whatever we'll, we'll move on from that I think um, it literally it sounds and it's probably it's the vibe he's going for for like a bedroom thing with one person do you know what i mean and that's fine especially with industrial stuff but for me is and like this can be for bands even submitting stuff going forward like is i understand we're going through a pandemic and people are doing um bedroom recordings and things like that but if you're literally sending something that you quickly made. It's not mastered. And, you know, like for me, it's very hard. Like, cause in my eyes, if you're sending something here, it's a finished product. It's not, don't send demos, send something that's like finished and is exactly how it's supposed to sound. Because I think just the quality of it um, really just took away from listening to the actual I song of it. Say that it's supposed like, to the, sound like that though. But mm-hmm. that's what I was that but yeah, but that that's the completely absolutely like the with the industrial thing, but like the the do 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 Tom thing, I was like it like it's just so not something that I would listen to yeah. and it like I understand like some lo fi stuff works well, but for me with that it was just like 
some fiend just having the fucking crack with logic for the first time. And like, but that's amazing. Sure guys, and I, I actually, but I'm sure the guys listen. And this is no yeah. like offense to him because oh, yeah. I don't listen to that kind of thing. Fucking, I, I'm not saying I'm the holder of what is right and wrong we in know music. That, yeah. It's just that just sounded like it was like, oh, I'm just going to have a fuck act and send it in to, um, the metal cell there it's like i can't i can't see past that okay. do you know what i mean i have such a hard time seeing past anything that seems like a demo like and i think it should be like really 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 make sure this is what and maybe that is exactly what he wants to sound like i think he's always been truthful yeah and then that mm. that's that's his thing it just uh, like if he does want it that way and that's, then and that's... fucking i'm not the guy he's selling exactly. it to anyway yeah, yeah, so it exactly, doesn't matter yeah. Oh yeah, actually, in this case, I don't like it at you're all. You're like a very nice Simon Kyle, sweetheart. Well, that's that's the thing because <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, I listened to the album and I thought there's so much interesting. It doesn't do it justice. Will you for send the me clip. the other tracks after this? Because I would actually be interested in seeing. Yeah, there's I, no point in me playing fucking five and a half minutes of it on this because yeah, everybody no, will just that. veer off. This is just something with industrial mm. that, like, you know, I feel like it should be listened to as a whole. It's not really like single music, and I get that. I think that's the best way to sum it up, Ev. You're Even right. with 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 doing the metal cell, I've definitely always been like, it came with like sludge stuff. I was like, nah, now there's like loads of stuff now. I'm like, that's just fucking, that's chunky. That's great. I've started jamming kind of sludgier stuff with people. Do you know, like I mm. it really has, like I want to kind of get into the heads, the mindset of being like, okay, what is this? Because at the moment, like listen to that, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm hearing like the quality of it. It just isn't fucking there for me at all. Like I think that's, that actually was the last track on the album from the first track upwards. You're kind of aware. Okay. This is different. This is, uh, I've no problem with different either. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. It's just, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, but we either way, to... I just, I thought it was I gack. agree with Joe on that. It's very interesting. He definitely fucks around with it as the, the tracks come through with different beats and there's almost a, a, a serious nod to dance culture in it with the other tracks as well. So, mm. cool. Send that to me after this. Yeah, yeah, of course I will, man. Yeah, do, yeah. Look, this is just the way it is. We only play a clip of a minute and a half and you've all listened to it. And yeah. Okay, so next up, our hash maker with Gram Lines. Um, the lads have released a new EP called Attack of the 50 Foot Lobsters. It's a melting pot of sounds, groove, doom, and Sludge being some of the main components used to tell this fantastical tale set out by the title. The EP chronicles the exploits of the five band members as they roam the streets of Cork during a heavy session. However, the night is interrupted by the attack of giant lobsters rising up from the ocean, set on destroying the earth. I mean, what a great concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have an actual yeah that really I was actually thinking the exact same thing yeah I was thinking the exact same thing when they said melting pot mm. I was like is that with lobsters it was like have they realized what they did I didn't know oh I know. fuck it okay fair enough I didn't catch I that the EP features like... six tracks I've yeah. listened to them all they're fantastic they're based in Cork uh, Hashmaker and you can hear Groove, Doom, Sludge and Metal. So shout out to Josh on drums, Adam on vocals, Jim Splan from Dirty Casuals on guitar, Brian Tuig on guitar and Connor Walters on bass. This is Gram Lines. And I think this is the closing track of the album, of the EP, I should say. 
Some yokes, lads! I'm on a mad one! You got a fucking lie? Yes! Like you were enjoying that. I wasn't really enjoying it that much until he said Super Kings, and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is the kind of content I can get behind. Yeah, so like I thought there was like a kind of cool Mr. Bungley, Mike Patton vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, like, yeah. Zappa absolutely. And the, some of the weird riffs. Because mm. it's like sometimes whenever you hear like a bass like like that, you're like, oh, did they just like play the worst riff ever? And you're like, oh, wait, it's actually in some insane in time <laughs> signature. Like, you know? But yeah, that was a bit, that was a good laugh. Like, you know, when, like, I think a lot of that sort of music can come across extremely seriously when you listen to it, you know, so if they're having a bit of it. Really? You know, like, as in, you know, <laughs> musically and stuff like that, it can be very like, oh, you know? Oh, so like, yeah, it, yeah. I think Sorry, it's yeah, cool yeah. That they have a bit of a different approach and stuff. Um, but like, there's a, like, we find this specifically having tunes, you know, where you have funny lines and shit in it. The, if you get too funny, then like, you know, People just be like, ah, oh, just shout any old shit, you know, Super Kings, fuck off and stuff in songs. It's mm. really, really cool, but like you can definitely go too far with that sort of stuff. In my own experience of having gone too far, and, like <laughs> it can be very hard to be taken seriously sometimes, you know, by some people. But then, sure, you know what? Like it's kind of one of those things if people enjoy the music, like who gives a shite what other people think about it? That's the closing track, and that's the longest. The rest of them are so they get two, their two and a half minutes. Minutes. Right, isn't it? Huh? They get thematically, they get their cans and it's all right. Bug fast. Is it? Well, they get their fucking super kings. Oh, they're fags. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's fags. Smoking joints Cigarettes. with super kings in them. But like, also, you know what? Yeah. You haven't been able to get a piece of hash in this country since the pandemic started. So hash is shit. Actually, we, I don't smoke weed. Actually, I, I loved hash. You but... can get really nice hash, but yeah. uh, it's all imported. So 
Friend of a friend would recommend what I had. I mean, no, I don't smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Any more or less? Uh, Yes. Daniel? Uh, Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, Love the artwork. Of course. Shout out to Colin. Fucking unreal. It's absolutely unreal. I think that's genuinely one of Colin's best works as well. And I'm really glad we got to review it, actually. Hold on a second. That was Col- Colin one of Colin's best. Yeah, Colin. That's, I was Here's Colin. Metal Cell oh. Podcast, the fucking... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's genuinely one, one of my favourites. Uh, I'm going to say it just for the ridiculous factor. Oh. It's actually one of my we'll favourites. Like, you're we'll obviously the... Yeah. Jesus. At least I'm honest. Like. But, uh, <laughs> oh, go on. Oh. I'll flick my hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah Don't flick the hair. <laughs> <laughs> We have, a, we have a cover band, uh, me and a couple of lads, and we've like, you know, whenever you don't know the arrangements, you either have to have to flick your hair or do like kiss tongue movements or whatever to let people know. <laughs> I do that. I've been doing that in drums for years. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Daniel, rudely interrupted. My apologies. Well, I was just saying I was delighted to review because for ages I was like, I must listen to Hashmaker because they sound like something mm. I would really like, and I did really like them. I love that they don't take no. themselves too seriously. It's, um, it, it's it, it's fun and it sounds class and all their influences are bands I love so yeah and the awesome. bass player wrote it totally did he? Oh. absolutely you can, you can from tell start that with to the finish yeah. it's very bass yeah. forward like yeah. Ev yeah to be honest man I, re- I actually really like it and I think the reason that I really like it is they're not taking themselves too seriously it's like like if does anyone remember Psycho Stick that were just hundred percent a comedy band like comedy metal? Mm. They're like just like a step behind it that I'm like still able to kind of appreciate the songs on it as well. I think um, the thematical uh, the like the theme of it fucking great. You know, it's actually it's refreshing just to have a band there that it's very like. Like they, they, it's one of those things that like with how fucking ridiculous it is. If someone said it was shit, it's not going to matter because it's like, you know, it's just one of those. They they're not taking anything too seriously at all. Um, it does sound good, and like I I think I prefer the first single that they released online. Oh. Uh, this it's this one's still good, but the one before I thought was uh, a little hands. bit better. Steamed ham, attack of the steamed hands, mm. isn't it? Yeah. But what but, did you think of the musicianship? Like, are the bluffers are they really good? No, no, I think I think they're great. Uh, drummer, I think, is very good. Uh, bassist mm. is absolutely sick. Yeah, there was one uh, part with uh, the two guitar, with, like it's not a harmony, but it's almost like a diminished harmony. Uh, with the vocal over, it sounded like job for a cowboy. Yes. So I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck, yeah, yeah, I was like, fuck, that's that's actually really sick. But just, mm. I'll always admire a band that aren't going to be like we have to be this. It is very. I think they fit in nicely as well to the Cork genre. They of do. Being and you know what, and unusual and a great sense of humor. I think I think the actual people in the band come across more in that the you know, characters if it's like yeah. the characters yeah yeah like you can be real super serious bands but like any like video content or anything can be fucking hilarious and i i actually really appreciate that because it's not like you can write some songs from the darkest places and it, but if you know like then the videos can be all these like really super dark things and like we will do it ourselves but you'll meet the people then 
and they're like, well, what's the crack? <laughs> and it's like... Good example. That's like Mastodon. Yeah. Oh, like they, their 100%, music is really yeah. serious. And they are the crack. But I, I always like, admire a band that's like going to have, like in this case now, it's all taking the piss. But like a band that can have, re- like every time I die, can have super serious tracks and then a really piss take video. But then they can also have a really serious video and song. Like it just, mm. it's literally, I just feel like the full spectrum of human mood. And I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this, this is just fucking having the crack. It's yeah. like, it's even like listening to it. It's like, well, what is the point in me? Like trying to critique tiny little parts in it. Cause it's, it's just fucking fun. Yeah. Like that's all it is. Mm. It's, it's just fun. Whole, and it, comes said, across, it is, yeah. it is a concept in relation to this, these joint, um, but that's it. It's like, are you Lobster. really going to sit there and be like, oh, well, actually, I don't really like the tone and that. It's like, you're, it's about a fucking lobsters that came to take over Cork and the boys like, were just looking for cannons. Like, an accent there that you were doing whenever you were going on like a posh Egypt. You're like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, maybe I did, yeah. <laughs> I lived in Dublin for two out. years, mm. so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great and there's talking right through the whole thing. It's, um, ah, it's, just, it's, it's just it fits in lovely it's... with the Cork scene, I think, myself. They're doing two covers as well. So I think they have around 35, 40 minutes set. And yeah, that I saw will their, be um... seriously yeah, fun absolutely. to watch. Cool. Okay, that's it. That's the five songs done and dusted. And um... That's the podcast, everyone. Let's all go home. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Daniel. We are Thanks, home. Uh, because perfect. of the pandemic, we oh, are at home. Actually, funnily enough, the last forums, we discussed our favourite live albums. And it went down for 25 minutes. And because I was so drunk, I couldn't direct G. <laughs> and suddenly, I just went, you know what? I'm not going to pace and edit this. So I said, back to the lads here. Let's do it all again and give me your favorite live metal albums. So this is where we are. And maybe Joe, you might be coming up with new content. We're just going to. And now we're just going to paste. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. We're all going to change here. T-shirts. Yeah. And Joe's going to have Joe's a beer gonna wear in our four hand. different T-shirts. <laughs> well, it is incredibly warm. I do have some. some yeah, I'm fucking, I'm hot as fuck right now. Like. Okay, let's start it off. I'm going to start it off, right? One of my favourite albums. Is Tin Lizzy live and dangerous? <laughs> really? Have you it on vinyl, Joe? No. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as live as their 12th studio do, album. Like. <laughs> Hold up your vinyl and shake it in it's, the wind, it's Joe. It's famously on live, though, isn't it? Like, uh, it's one of those ones. It's like like, I think one. the term is anti-live. Yeah, I, oh. I believe they coined the term. Anti-live. Definitely not live. Anti-live, the... the and Tony Visconti, Visconti, is it? Producer of David Bowie fame. And he did a couple of their other great ones. He did Black Rose and et cetera, mm. et cetera. Joe, let's start with you. What is your favourite live album, EP, whatever? Studio album, or I mean live album. Whatever. Go on, <laughs> Joe. Well, Live and, live and Dangerous, pretty, pretty top one, isn't it? Like the 70s, like pretty, pretty amazing period for them. And like, I think it was because greatest hits albums weren't weren't really the norm you know for rock bands and stuff so a lot of a lot of people got into live albums just because they were a way of getting the greatest hits of someone and like lizzie mm-hmm. their like their best collection of songs is definitely thunder and lightning and they sound better live than they do in the studio so 
hard one to beat, really. But I love all the ones from around then. UFO, Strangers in the Night, uh, Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Some Enchanted Evening, uh, Judas Priest Unleashed in the East. They're all fucking crackers. Uh, Cheap Trick at Budokan as well. They were fucking... That's amazing. a good one, yeah. There's a couple of good ones from, you know, like right before it all sort of, you know, the CD kind of thing ended. Like, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, How the West was one. It was fucking great. Uh, Pearl mm. Jam Live in Two Legs it was great as well that's fucking unreal that was one of my ones I yeah. think there's another one from around yeah. oh, uh, Guns N' Roses Live era I think that was whenever yeah, I was yeah. still like holy shit this is kick ass yeah I couldn't be arsed with them now to be honest what about um, did Metallica release any Binge and Burge or no. whatever it is like, I don't think any S&M S&M and any Flash fans well Slayer did Decade of Aggression it was good but yeah generally like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax. One of my favourite live albums is Testament, live at Eindhoven. Very good. And like there's a good Forbidden one from, is it the year after, mm. whatever, Forbidden, Raw Evil at Dynamo. Dynamo, that's right. Yeah, I was going you to know say what? that. Good ones. I'm going to throw a fucking spanner in the works. Um, absolutely, 100%. My number one favourite, without a doubt, that I, because I was like, fucking... What live albums do I actually like genuinely regularly listen to? And there's very few, but um, Alice in Chains Unplugged. Ah, yeah, fucking, I got that written down. That's mm. a fucking that like one. shut it down now, yeah. you know? Like, oh my god, yeah, it's fantastic. Xander in worn out now. Like, we will fucking if we're drinking cans and left to our own devices, that entire thing is yep. going on. Yeah. That entire oh, yeah. thing is going on. It's fucking. Phenomenal, and even like knowing that, like how that was like his last last gig, and like died not long after. And when was you're that watching his last him, gig, I think yeah, more that, or less I think like, that was fuck yeah me. one of his last ones. He was he wasn't long um gone after it, but you can like when you're looking at that perspective of it. Like I know there's the video you can watch it, but he you can see he's like sunglasses on, like he's fucking yeah. goosed, oh. but. His voice is so powerful, so fucking powerful that it's just, mm. I get chills every time with fucking nutshell, like, oh. Yeah. On that, actually, I seen a video today and it was Metallica covered wood, but it was, a, it was during pandemic and it was acoustic. Oh, it's so it fucking kind of horrific, isn't it? It's fucking Yeah, dark. yeah. They did, they did it, other I stuff actually, as well. well Yes. Oh, it's, it's fucking crap. Yeah, yeah. Really, and you think really Lars Ulrich as a drummer would have somewhere better to record drums in? Like in, it's like if I was a millionaire, one of the first things I'm going to do is have a place for me to play drums and a studio and record. I my iPhone could have re- recorded the way he had, and it's like, it's like the lad was like this skinny, but his arm, his fucking the biggest swollest hands ever. It's just like. Fucking nah, fuck him. Daniel, joke, like, would you agree with that? Um, that he's a joke. Yeah, no, I love. But yeah, no, um, I love the Alison Chains unplugged. Um, but my favorite one from when I was a kid was uh, Slipknot 9.0. Never actually um, listened to it, but fantastic. I've heard it's very, very oh, good. It's, it's a double CD. It's it's class it's unreal uh, but it's not just in one place it's like they follow yeah, the follow tour yeah. it's not just in one location um and there's one there's one um show where they they, they get an announcer to go on first of all and they're like um basically 
Oh, due to unfortunate circumstances, Which, <laughs> Slipknot, Slipknot are going to play. Will not be able to play. <laughs> they're not be able. They're not going to be able to play tonight. And the crowd go fucking bucky. And then Slipknot come on and play, and they're just like. Yeah, Lots. after Woodstock '99, um, that's very dangerous. This <laughs> 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 is true. Um, but another one uh, that I was kind of brought up on yeah. was made in Japan. Yeah. Purple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that one's pretty good. Um, S and M is actually how I got into Metallica. My parents bought that album and started listening to Metallica. So they might really? Wow. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I was at the S and M two gig yeah. in San Francisco there whenever that was two thousand and oh, really? Yeah, I went to see uh, Maiden were playing in the Oakland Coliseum on the Wednesday, and then I went to go and see all the locations from the Fog, and then I went to go and see uh, Metallica the next <laughs> night. So, in order of goodness, it was no, the Fog, it's so Iron fucking tour, Joe. Metallica were good, like but, Jesus. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think the like the problem with S and M two was that there was too much of the same stuff that was in S and M one. Now it's different; there are different orchestral arrangements. Like, but like considering that, like it's a totally special kind of gig, you would have thought that like Metallica would have been all like, yeah. right, let's do songs that we've never done before, or you know, more acoustic stuff or more just different material. Like, because to be honest, like a lot of the yeah. trash stuff that they do doesn't really particularly work. You know, with an orchestra like Master of Puppets or whatever. Nah, like, of course it doesn't. Uh, Call of Cthulhu or like um, Anesthesia was like chilling. Like everyone, like her standing on the back of your neck. It was really, really, really mm. cool. But uh, yeah, a lot of it. And then like, I don't know, like both both last time Slain and that gig, whenever they started playing Enter Sandman, I just went for a piss. <laughs> it's going to be fucking yeah. ours. With yeah, that or uh, nothing else matters. And it's not that shit songs or anything. It's just like, there's a bit of a kind of shit, you know, I don't like it whenever it's really, really predictable what the last couple of songs of the gig are going to be like, you know. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favourite albums is Iron Maiden, Live After That, that I bought what a killer. twice. With money. Imagine oh. that. <laughs> it's absolutely 100% one of the best albums out there, live albums out there. Totally, I is went it? through such a massive thing over the last year with Maiden and it's amazing it's like and they have tons of live albums before or live stuff before it and after it and stuff and none of them are anywhere near as good as in uh, live after death rock right? yeah. yeah rock and rio was kind of the one that i would yeah. have listened to that when i was younger there was i'm telling you like this one now it definitely has like uh me and my dad uh anytime we're in the car it was um Rage Against the Machine at the Grand Olympia, I think it is. It's like the, a red cover with um, like the star and the four is of monitors. Is it from the Battle of okay. Los Angeles kind of era? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like, but the, the album is like genuinely just like, I actually prefer it to a lot of the studio stuff because the energy yeah, is insane. Yeah. Mm. It's fucking insane. And like bands like, I think with my dad, like things that we really connected on were like uh, Metallica. Like I got it. I didn't even really like Metallica too much. I was like, yeah, cool. Like when my dad really got into Rage Against the Machine, had this live album. And, How old is your dad? Um, mentally or physically? Just make me feel he's, better. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's 61 or two, I think. 
I can't remember now. He goes, he'll tell you a different age every time you see him. Okay, he's in his early 60s. Yeah, early 60s, yeah. But Ah, he's about 20 mentally. Fair play to him. Still, to this day now, like if we're putting on music, like if Sleep Now and the Fire comes on, you know, it's like the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa. My dad's like the Doobie, the Doobie, Karubi, Galubi, and he'd be like singing it as if he knows in the car, giving it Massive. absolute socks. And That's every time, like, brilliant. especially with the live thing, and he'd be like, "Can you hear me? The Flugu, Karubi, Gadubu." <laughs> but that, rage, that, that, yeah, album that is just so energetic. Like, I think um, I love. It's that like that's what will turn me over to a a studio album or sorry uh, sorry Richie I got mixed up there. Mm. But a um, <laughs> but a, a live album is there's like a, if a certain energy is caught, yes. then it's like yeah it it really and with that it's just like goosebumps kind of shit. Yeah. And what, the was the first, like, scary, what was the like, first live album that you've heard? You know what I mean? They're not really common things. You, you'd always kind of go for studio albums first and foremost. But then, you know, naturally, as you progress along through Love and Heavy Metal, you will encounter the first live album. Um, what, my, what was that? It needn't be the best one, but what was the first live album that you encountered and went, fuck, okay. Tom Jones in um, Las Vegas, and I'm not even taking the piss. No, like I still enough. listen to that's that. Why I'm, that's why I'm Fucking amazing! Like um, oh. we had it on. I I st- I love that album. Uh, yeah. I still listen to it. Um, that was the first kind of live thing that I was just like, "Whoa!" There's like there's people there. Like what's going on? Class. Fucking unreal. Daniel? Tom Jones still a legend. Um, I'm trying to get the name of it there, but it was a it was a Nirvana live album. Yeah. It Bloody wasn't. Um, it, was it? Yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, that was it. My mom, my mom had wow. the car. Jesus, you have great parents. To be fair, fair play. It was the police were another fucking great one. Did mm-hmm. they? Have a, I don't know if they. Were, oh, yeah. I know my mom's fair. Sure. Got to see him live. Um, probably uh, no sleep till Hammersmith by Motorhead ah. was like a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like that. That's you know, there's probably three categories really. It's like. You know, live albums from back in the day where the reputation came, you know, like Live and Dangerous or, you know, No Sleep, where people are like, oh, man, you have to, if you like that band, you have to listen to this. And then, you know, stuff like S&M 2 or Unplugged, where it's, you know, like taking the band out of whatever their normal setting is and yeah. putting them into a different thing. And then, like, retroactive live albums, you know, stuff like Deep Purple and Thin Lizzy and Zeppelin, you know, where they've gone and found these shows and fixed them up and done yeah. that. There's a great one of them, uh, Metal Church Live from like 1998. Fucking love Metal Church. It's brilliant, man. It's like they were on the Dark Tour supporting Anthrax. and um, Their best album. Totally, totally killer. Like really, really great stuff. And What's what's the name of that, Joe? You don't know? Metal Church Live from 1998. You'll find it. But it's weird. Like I was actually kind of surprised, Danielle, that like you and Ev were so like in tune with you know the more modern bands live albums because like i don't know maybe you agree with me about this richie it seems like they're gone like, like nowadays live albums don't really mean what they kind of used to Absolutely. or more so that it's like a live album is now a live dvd people will be like yes yeah you know, whereas like back in the day it was stuff like metallica never had a live album but the seattle 1989 thing you know they would have videos but not a live album you know but i think that comes with um 
like a youtube well like with youtube now it's like um there's so many full live sets that you can see that bands aren't doing that like i think live and this was something i wanted to bring up was um like i i am going to add some like full live sets that are on um youtube to it and i think power trip um, oh. I think it's Bloodstock. That is, I was I put that, man. man. I, was I put that him, on yeah. at least once a week. Like, really? For, Holy oh, shit! For I didn't even know fuck. it was available on YouTube. Oh man, it's fuck. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, yeah. Just find it on YouTube. It's it's just fucking incredible. Like even where Whitey's like in the morning, Daniel. Wasn't that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, and like was, he's yeah. just kind of like kind of like oh the lads were saying no, I'd do it, but uh, wall of death, he wanted, and then instantly it's just like. Bruh. But like that, that set to me, like for a band at 11 o'clock in the morning and like loved it way before Riley died. But I think it holds that little bit more now when he's gone. Yeah. But you're just like of looking course, at this yeah. being like 11 o'clock in the fucking morning. And, and they look, just look came on and had. went, fuck it, let's go. And it's, it. there's, it's no lights no theatrics yeah, just fucking what a fun proper man. good riffs mm-hmm. like proper good man. riffs pure energy and it it just like i I put that on once a week at oh, least like fucking hell that's brilliant now i just i just found out who the new bass player in megadeth is and i can't tell you until we're off air so who's you find that out did <laughs> Haha, viewers. Yeah, yeah. Jason said we this all know not, it. It's all news, Joe. For like five weeks until people are like, "All right." I love. Right. See, I see now. Th- at least the best thing is, look how much clout we have. Like we fucking, we find we're stuff the, out. Like we're on the fucking money. We actually, the, me- the, the Metal money. Cell podcast found out that we were changing to euros from pound about three years before <laughs> as well. We advised people that? to go crypto. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I knew, anyway, the, I knew COVID was coming. So this is first a break. The like first live, <laughs> and it's really an emotional event here. The first live album I was introduced to, and I have it on cassette, is Motorhead. Motorhead, nice. Yeah, yeah. There is the cassette. Wow. And there is the faded. Genuine, and it's got red ticks on it for some reason. It's just probably from the library. Just yeah, there we go. People renting it, like no, yeah. it's not. It's probably me ticking them off, going, "These are my favorite things," and then marking it. And now it's no That's fucking cute as good. Fuck, Richie. Yeah, Do you so know that was my t- first um, introduction to live music, and what was that? Nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. What other ones, Richie? Are there from the eighties? And like, there's obviously live after death and. That one or biggies like AC you know, fucking DC. Akadaka. If you want blood, and I've got That's two of them the, as well. Definitely their best album as well. I would say absolutely That's banging. Yeah, incredible. Absolutely. That's Maiden, uh, Thin Lizzy, ACDC, Motorhead. Yeah. I would probably say Judas Priest unleashed in the East. Like yeah. Slayer one album. is fucking sick. Deep Purple. Yeah, I would Live agree in with you Japan. There, man. Yeah. I definitely think yeah, uh, Decade and... of Aggression. Is, yeah. That's Unreal. a fucking super Slayer one. Yeah. But, uh, I think that was the first Black time Sabbath I heard Slayer was lives. actually yeah. Decade of Aggression as well. But like, surely <laughs> Deep Purple Live in Japan is an awesome fucking album, live. Yeah, but it's from more. It's oh. from that seventies period, really. Of like, you know, where there was a lot of fucking about on the albums. Like, it's a cool album and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of like, you know, the jam sections in between. So I, but I, I think like I love them, like live albums with that. I like that shit more. Like there was, I think I said it in the last. Um, 
podcast that was like, it might not be a band that everyone's into, but they'll all have a soft spot for me was Blink-182. Like they had um, the Mark, Tom and Travis show or whatever fucking order it came in. Um, but they had like, so they did like maybe a 19 song set, but it was, a, you get the CD and it was 42 songs. And the last bit was like maybe minute long or two minutes of just shit talk <laughs> that they were doing in between. And I actually used to listen to that more than I'd listen to the album, just because, again, going back to what we were saying earlier of a band just being like, like it humanizes it that you're kind of listening to being like, that's fucking retarded. But that's when, when you're like 14, 15, it's like, man, that's the same comedy I have. It still is, actually. Hey, Joe. I'm just looking at the Tin Lizzy Live and Dangerous. That was released in 1978. Yep. Sure That's was. fucking ridiculous, like. And, like, I think that was the kind of thing, like, a, you know, ultimate home run of Jailbreak 76 and then, like, Johnny the Fox and then that album. Like, you know, it really... And, like, what a great band Lizzie Lizzy were. And, like, mm. that's probably one of the... I watched a brilliant thing. But, like, 1978, like, I was... Seven. I watched a cool video of uh, Cliff Burton's dad going through his record collection. Like, oh, oh really? had, no way. He had like all the Lizzie albums and he had all oh. the Gary Moore albums, including We Want Moore, the live one, which is killer Fuck. as well. So it's mad. Like, I'm talking like he had like three Iron Maiden albums, 20 Thin Lizzie albums, yeah. 20 Gary Moore albums. And the fucked up, the mad thing about it is, especially, you know, with Gary Moore and stuff. It stops in 1985. Like, you know, you're expecting to see, you know, Wild Frontier or whatever the album come out in 1987. And obviously, that was that. Gone, you know? Do you know what was also a group? I can't remember what it is. And I can't believe I'm even remember it. But are you friends of mine, we used to listen to it almost as a joke. But there was a live Kiss album. I can't remember what it is. But it's actually fucking class. Like, <laughs> Pure well, like they, they drinking tunes, yeah. Bands, like Kiss Alive, Kiss Alive. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. I've never understood. Like, I like Kiss; they're cool and stuff, but I've never really understood. Do you know? Yeah. I think it was just it's like. Yeah, Is there I, bands was, that actually cheat in relation to oh, live albums? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Have they been cut out? Like probably. Yeah, I think like getting Millie Vanilli, where like people are ah, like Millie Vanilli. Well, like the Thin Lizzy one uh, and the Judas Priest one are famous for being like produced. All the vocals re-recorded, all the guitars yeah. re-recorded. And... Yeah, that. Uh, to be honest, man, I'd say that's actually more regular than not. Like I know bands that have live videos up on YouTube, and whatever happened with the. Um, the desk or whatever like maybe the guitar was completely re-recorded like you know yep. i'm not i'm not gonna mm. mention who but it's like really wrong with that though man. like no, it's, whatever it's, man it's at the end of the day you're coming for an end product like yeah and like there's some brilliant one is there a gamma bomb here, like... album out there that could be possibly uh a live album we've got the best name for one ever what? which we're already copyrighted so don't use this is the natives are getting guest list <laughs> 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 Doubt it. That's fucking classic. We're gonna record that in your ear or whatever. Like, but. there's some other uh, brilliant releases as well that are live that are Irish as well. So let's not forget that. Ev, you've probably got one. Oh, fucking suits air live in Malta. Yeah, like, class. Um, I've heard like the lads were telling me a few stories <laughs> about just the trip in Malta in general, and Man. it's 
Oh, absolutely. Like the fucking, even trying to get home, like fucking a band of legends anyway. But uh, they, yeah, I think like I, I, what I love about the Soothsayer thing is like that wasn't planned as a release at all. I'm pretty sure that it was just like at the very end of it, they were like, oh, or do you want us to, to start? Or do you want us to record this or do whatever? On. And the lads are like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, we'll do it. And it came out so fucking good like mm-hmm. I could imagine that when he was like yeah send it to us or to get a, or a USB I can't remember what it was but to come home and listen to what they got it's like, fu- yeah. <laughs> like my head would just be like I'm unreal if I sounded like suits there, I would like yeah <laughs> but like we get we get a live thing and I'm like oh my band are class but I'm <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fucking... a nice shout out, actually. Yeah, Danielle, have you man. any Irish live ones? Yeah, Panem live. Or like Berserker. I think they put, did they play Berserker for the first time then? I, I think, think I yeah, yeah. And the intro for that song is my favorite intro of all time. And I remember just being like, holy mm. fuck. This is incredible. And I still, it's still one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, one thing about Appenham, um, I was up, I was up at their, um, I was up in Blackpool practicing and they were up there. So I called in for a bit. (laughs) The boys have some saucy ones on the way. I went in and I Rick Rubin them as well for a second and left, but they're fucking. <laughs> then sat up in the sofa for a while and then I literally, yeah. I got a message off uh, Kieran, the guitarist, as I, I came in. They were like, they were trying to figure an ending out for a tune that is fucking unreal. Uh, and I just threw out like an idea and then left. And then I got a message from Kieran when I got home, being like, "Man, you just came in and Rick Rubin the fuck out of us." <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like unreal yeah yeah but the, man the stuff that they have and like one thing I will say about them as well because like I was practicing um, um, learning songs for something mm-hmm. but uh, I was up my own I'd come up take a break and I'd just sit there with uh, Carling free Carling that uh, we ended up getting from a taxi driver that's a whole different story but uh, just kind of Oh, well, it had nothing to do with me. It was Brian, the lads. Like, I just fucking reaped the rewards. But um, one thing I would say is, like, the fair play, just their communication is absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. And I can see why that band is always just going to be good because communication, and I hope the lads are listening, the fucking communication they have is so good. No one's like, what do you mean? I was like, no, I was just like, yeah, cool. I'll try that, yeah. Fucking unreal. Any and Irish bands show to come to mind? Live recordings? Well, as in, like, new ones? Like, um, apart from, like, the, the old ones, like, obviously we talked about Sin Lizzie, yeah. Gary Moore, yeah. Roy Gallagher, all killer ones. The primordial one from Sweden Rock was pretty good there that they did oh. or whatever, eight or nine years ago. But it, it, it for me, it kind of seems like the reason why, like, we as a band have never done one is just like, your shit live. Sorry. <laughs> like you, need, you need to be like, you want to do it at the end of a big tour kind of thing. Like as in whenever you're totally on fire. Yeah. Same as you were saying, uh, Evan, it's like we've done the uh, recorded shows before. Where we're just like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> would like, you like, would you, know, you definitely be like, say, if you had a tour, 
you're like, okay, well, on the ninth or tenth date, that's the one we're recording. Or would you do what Slipknot did? And it's like, well, this work. Well, if you if you have the possibility, like if you have a X thirty two like desk to record everything, would you be like? okay, so this song is the best from this. This song is the best from this. And that's one of the reasons that I was like, with the Slipknot one, it's like, it's from everywhere rather than it just be like, this I, is I a like full it. set. I, I like that kind of thing. Like we discussed doing it on the UK tour and stuff, but like we're thinking two best gigs would be like Damnation Fest and London yeah, and yeah. World and Belfast and Dublin. But the problem do you have is your own that... engineer, Joe? Do, I, do you have a traveling yeah, engineer? Yeah, with we, yeah. Guy comes well, with yeah, it'd be a lot easier for you to do then in that case that like you know well, like, if there's a our, consistency our level Domo, maybe. Our guitar player, Domo, is pretty au okay, So recording all the stuff isn't the issue. It's just more <sighs> being good enough. And like that's the great thing about like having James do it is like, you know, being in that brand downy position where you know you don't need to worry about the drums. The drums are going to sound kick ass. So it's more yeah, just yeah. everyone else's performance and like, we were talking about it saying, you know, we do the sets, you know, what sound check every day and do the show. It's like 14 shows. I don't know even if that's enough to be able to get good coverage. Like you might only get one good version without any fuck ups of one song. So Jesus. Okay. It, it, it's fucking, it's really, it's really, really, really hard. And, you know, there's like, there's a kind of playing slow is very, very difficult because everything's on show. But playing yeah, fast yeah. is also difficult because everything sounds like a racket unless it's kind of well produced or yeah. you know well played. Good point, so, actually. Yeah. Very much so. Like we we would definitely like to do one, and we have copyrighted that album title, so that's actually fucking unreal. Thing. Like, okay, that's it. Thanks everybody. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Joe. Um, Thank you. for the Thank forums uh, support. Live Irish metal uh, when it does come back. Um, we were gutted, as I said, that myself and Evan, anyway, we were going to Metal to the Masters final in Belfast. That has been cancelled, so please God, um, they will get that on track before the end of July. And um, we're still going to Belfast, so we are still going to Belfast, yeah. and you can meet us in the Voodoo Lounge. Yeah, we're doing signing Voodoo Bar, or Voodoo if you want, Voodoo come in and kick my head Voodoo because bar. I didn't like your song. That's mm. fine too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's it. Thanks, lads. Goodbye. Yeah.